Welcome to Alzheimer's Speaks Radio. I'm your host, Lori LeBay, and I'm so excited that you're joining us today. We are going to have a fascinating conversation, as usual, as we learn from people all around the world at all ages and stages of life. Stay tuned as we shift our dementia care from crisis to comfort. Here we go. What you think about everyone and welcome back to Alzheimer's Speaks Radio. I'm your host Lori LeBay and I'm thrilled you're here to join us today. If you're new to our show, we are about sound information, not just sound bites. We want to talk with people in the trenches who are making a difference. And you know, maybe you can be our next guest. We uh, we welcome everybody here. So just reach out to me at radio at alzheimerspeaks.com. I would love to talk to you about what you're doing. Also, if you liked our opening music, it's called Clarion Call by the Mark Arneson Band, and you can download that on any of your favorite music platforms. Now, before I introduce our guest today, which I am so excited to talk to, we are going to be talking about a new ventures challenge with Mods Ventures. And um, before we get into that, I like to do a shout out to a couple of organizations. One is the Memory Cafe directory, which I'm really excited about because there are some memory cafes that are now meeting in person again. And you can find out which ones are still online um, or are meeting in person by going to memorycafedirectory.com. I also want to shout out to Dementia Map, which is our global resource directory that we recently launched that is ideal for people living with dementia, their care partners, both family and professionals. We welcome all levels of care and services, products and tools. So check it out. There's also an events calendar on there and so much more. So go to DementiaMap.com. And if you'd like a private tour, uh, feel free to just shout out to me and I'd be glad to arrange that. Next, I want to give one shout out here to Coral Health. They're still allowing people to download Music First and Coral Faith Free, which are two apps. So I encourage you to do that. They are doing that while the pandemic is still in play. And I'm not sure how much longer that will be available. And then next, I want to have you listen to the Footbar Walker. I am a big raving fan of the Footbar Walker. And then we're going to have this marvelous conversation about Mods Venture. Introducing the life-changing Footbar Walker. I'm Peggy from Danville, Kentucky, and I'm 91 years old. The Footbar Walker revolutionized my care of George. It absolutely benefits the patient and the caregiver both, and that's the beauty of it. It's so easy to use. It folds up just like a dream. I got it in and out of the car without any effort at all. The saving that I made from having to put him in a nursing home came to about $192,000. Does someone you love use a walker? Do they struggle? 
difficult to get up from a seated position? Are you a caregiver dealing with physical pain and stress as you help your patient? The Footbar Walker was designed to assist not only the patient, but also the caregiver. Patients have more control standing up, and no lifting from the caregiver is required. See how it works at thefootbarwalker.com. That's thefootbarwalker.com. Peggy, would you recommend the Footbar Walker? Do I ever? I would not be in the health that I'm in today at this age had it not been for the Footbar Walker. Okay, so now we are back and it's time to introduce you to Quentin Oram, who is the executive director of the Richard and Maud Ferry Foundation. And he's also the director of Maud's Ventures. He and his life live in Seattle, Washington. And you are going to want to make sure you hear this conversation because they are offering seed money to some fantastic ideas. Well, I am so excited to have you with us today, Quentin. What you guys are doing is is really pretty darn incredible. And so I can't wait for our audience to hear about your your challenge and your venture and everything mod, I guess, (laughs) um, will be very fun. So thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for inviting me. And um, yeah, just thanks. Thanks for what you do in, in terms of elevating these kind of programs uh, around the the Alzheimer's and dementia community. So it's exciting to be here. Well, good. Well, why don't you give us a little bit of background on how you've personally been touched by dementia in your own family and circle of friends? That's a question I ask everybody. So yeah, great. So, you know, we're talking today about something called Maud's Ventures. And Maud is my grandmother. And she was diagnosed with uh, with Alzheimer's eight years ago. And it has been uh, devastating in terms of the way in which it has advanced in, in her life. And at this point in her life, she spends most of her life in, in a wheelchair or in bed. And it's hard for me to remember the last time that I heard her say anything. Um, if she smiles, that is the highlight of our month. And in all of that, she continues to be what she has always been, which is our matriarch, right? She, she is the center and soul of our family still today. And, and we are really passionate about trying to give her a, a, a good quality of life. Um, but that passion is really spearheaded by my grandfather, Richard, who has been um, married to my grandmother for 65 years. We just celebrated their 65th wedding anniversary recently, which is amazing. Um, and he, he is especially committed to trying to find ways to, um, advance care while we wait for a cure because, you know, billions of dollars have been spent in trying to provide a cure. I think that's really valuable, uh, uh, dollar spent and investment until then we just want to provide people like my grandmother, um, the best quality of life possible. And so that's, that's sort of become a part of our family's mission. Very cool. That's how yeah. I got in this space. You know, yeah. my mom, you know, lived with dementia for 30 years. And I'm just going to make a comment on <clears throat> you had said, you know, your grandma's kind of quiet now. Yeah. And, and a smile kind of brightens up the whole family every time something like that happens. And I guess we got to that point too, and really learned to appreciate the value of the quiet time and the peacefulness and kind of living in their peacefulness, because mm-hmm. sometimes our world just gets so crazy. To me, that was, that was really a big gift that dementia taught me and allowed me to, to have, because I was one of those whipping around, doing this, doing that all the time. Sure. And you really, um, 
you really get to to look at the at the world differently and, and people and how you're connected and at what level you're connected. And I I love that your family is really trying to kind of level off the playing field a little bit between the cure versus care and, and mm. complement that because it's so important as much as everybody wants a cure, everybody wants help today and tomorrow as these diagnoses come up. And right. again, this disease isn't just one person. This is family and friends and huge circles that within our community that are affected by that one person mm -hmm. in our life. And so um, thank you guys for your mission yeah. and in your passion, you know, to make a difference. Why don't you dive a little bit deeper into the, the story of Maud's Ventures? You know, you've got Maud's Awards. Maybe I should actually have you kind of talk about the foundation and what's under that, and then we'll dive deeper into the ventures. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, so my day job is running and leading my grandparents' foundation, uh, the Richard and Maud Ferry Foundation, which has a few areas of focus, and one of those is care for people who are living with dementia. And there have been some really interesting initiatives that have come from this focus of the foundation. Uh, some, you know, fascinating partnerships with the University, University of Washington Memory and Brain Wellness Center and uh, the Fry Museum next door. And we recently, uh, last year, launched something called Mods Awards, which is trying to celebrate people who are doing amazing things already in, in the world of, of dementia and Alzheimer's and trying to specifically uh, improve the quality of life for people who, who are living with, with, with dementia. And, and as much as I think that program has been a success and is growing uh, this year in its second year, it has also highlighted the fact that there are just a number of challenges that don't have solutions yet and that we can't celebrate yet because they're just, they don't exist. And that I think is, is the real spirit of Mod's Ventures, which is how can we provide seed capital so that creative people can feel like they have the financial resources and backing to take a risk and, and to do something new, to create something new, to fill a need that hasn't been met yet. And, you know, I have one experience of this, which is watching my grandparents, you know, live with dementia together. And, and as my grandfather has tried to care for my grandmother, it's amazing how many things are challenges that don't yet have clear solutions. And I think it's that frustration and really that pain uh, that, that animates this. And, and, I, and there's a spirit of hope that moves through the, the, the entire program, but it also, I think, understands that part of the reason there is an urgency to this, to this program is that there just are needs that haven't yet been met. Yeah, I don't think we're ever going to get ahead of the curve because right. new things are popping up all the time as yeah. this disease attacks a wide, diverse population from the elderly to the young and at all different economical levels and all different, you know, cultural scenes and stuff. So it's very interesting. And I, I love that Mods Ventures is doing this seed money that's very direct and very specific because a lot of times it's doing the pitches that a lot of people go into trying to find angel investors and things. And then the spectrum is so broad right. that this says, hey, this is about dementia. And, and these are things that we have seen and heard and gotten feedback on that are needs. So who wants to step up? 
you know, who who wants some help here with this. And I think that really makes you guys very unique. Is that one of the reasons you guys created it in the format you did was to stand out and be different from the typical angel investors out there for seed funds? I think so. I mean, we we have a lot of admiration and, and kind of studied a lot of the different like incubators of new ventures. And, and I think we really, you know, want to keep learning from groups like that, but at the end of the day, there's a singular mission to, to what we are doing. And I think that that does help people who are passionate about innovating for people with dementia have um, a home when it comes to looking for funding. And, and in terms of what it is that, that we offer, you know, it's, it is investments of 50 to a hundred thousand dollars and it's in, it's in ideas. So ideas for new programs, resources, tools, things that are, that are uh, advancing quality of life. But if you don't have that thing created yet, that's okay. That's sort of why why we are here because we realize that um, it can be really important to have funding uh, ahead of taking a risk like that. And, and so, yes, but to your point about kind of how we have established specific lanes. So we call these the design challenges this was actually a, a suggestion that we got from an expert in the, the Alzheimer's field. And she suggested that we, instead of just saying, we'll fund any idea related to, to Alzheimer's and dementia, suggested that we first start by having dozens of conversations of people living with dementia and their care partners and ask them, what are the pain points of life with dementia that haven't been met yet? And so that's what we did. And, and, we, and, and the highlight of these were a series of focus groups that we had. And, you know, listen to people talk from a, in a very personal way about where they want creative people devoting their energies. And because this is our first year and, and you know, we just started, we just took three of these and we turned them into our design challenges. And, and, and they do sort of say, this is what we have heard from some of the people that live with dementia that are the most important things to work on. And so we want people to focus in these areas. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, and it's quite is moving for me to, to be sitting with people who are struggling with, with speaking and, and, and experiencing aphasia, talking about how important it is to have tools that help them navigate, you know, the, the just daily life or talking with care partners who were clearly exhausted uh, with, with the challenges of being a care partner, asking for a, a program to be designed that would help provide respite care in a more financially accessible way. So th- there's just something I think immediate and relational about the design challenges because they come, they come directly from people who, who would like these innovations today. Which I, which I think is wonderful. You know, you start from, from the base of, yeah, yeah. of who really knows the needs and the wants out there. I know we had um, one woman who is no longer with us, Suzanne uh, Session, who dealt with aphasia. And she mm-hmm. was part of our dementia chats where we facilitate a conversation. And it was amazing. Um, one of the things that we talked about um, with her was with her aphasia, you know, how she felt like she struggled. But the rest of us it really forced us to be in the moment yeah. and, and we could follow and track what she was saying because we actually were paying attention. We weren't mm-hmm. multitasking and all of those things, but not everybody's willing to do that. And again, it's about how the person with, uh, with that symptom feels, 
you know, we have to be able to communicate that to them. So mm. I think that that's a, a wonderful, a, a wonderful, wonderful um, design tool that you're targeting because so many people are just afraid of someone who can't get their words in order or make sense. I mean, it, some people are literally frightened by that. Mm-hmm. And, and how do we get over that? Because there's still great people inside that body and, um, and, and still want to communicate and be part you know, right. of life. So it'll be exciting to see what you get in terms of responses yeah. you know, for that element. You had also talked about kind of respite programs. Did you have anything particular in mind? I mean, there's there's so much going on. I and, and even now today with COVID, kind of respite has gone online versus mm-hmm. you know dropping somebody off. And people, I think, I think there's confusion in the word. Period. A lot of people don't even know what respite means, and that's been talk of the town forever. Of how do we how do we communicate? what that even is for families sure. who are just kind of dumped into this. So right. any specifics that, that people were looking for in terms of, in terms of respite? Yeah. I mean, so this, this is a good question in a couple of ways. One is if, if you go to our website, you know, we have tried to give some specific feedback from these conversations that give a little bit of specific shape to each of the three design challenges and, and, and the voice of people who have lifted up these challenges and, and in which we try to answer questions like this for each of the design challenges for, for the respite care one, you know, the thing that we heard most is that there seems to be either uh, no respite care. If, if you can't uh, afford sort of, um, respite care on a, on a, on a, the way that it's often presented now, or like full scale respite care. And that in the middle, in between sort of little gaps of time are really hard to find care for. And so that was something that at least the people that we were talking with really wish there was a resource and a tool that would give them access to someone whom they could trust, who could come quickly and affordably to provide a couple hours at a at the time and rhythm that is natural to life which is not a clear time and rhythm and 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 it feels to to many caregivers that that version of respite care that is sort of adaptable and responsive to to the specific moments of life doesn't exist in a way that is affordable and so that is one set of directions that we got on this particular design challenge and and i think you know that's there are other ways, though, to take this challenge and to present a, a solution to it. Well, it is. It's kind of hard because you don't want to tie somebody down to saying this is it. Yeah. Because I think part of the biggest gift to any of these challenges is enabling people's creativity Absolutely. to get out of the box, really talk to people, see what the needs are. And you're exactly right people want to have rest, but it's like, okay, you have to sign a contract for X amount of hours. Right. And, and I get that because people have to staff, but yet it, it doesn't necessarily meet the needs. And all of a sudden you're using something because you have to, mm-hmm. not because it, it fits into your life mm-hmm. at that time. And, and like you said, the match and the spontaneity sometimes are just really, really critical to people. So I, I think that's a wonderful one. 
Now, you also have one on adaptive clothing. Yeah. And can you talk a little bit about that one as well? Yeah, this one, you know, this one admittedly has um, a greater influence from my grandmother than than any of the design other design challenges. And, and they all, I think, flowed from these relationships and conversations. But this one, I think, resonates in particular with my grandmother's experience because this is something that that my grandparents have really struggled with to find adaptive clothing that is dignified that are the kinds of things that my grandmother would want to to be dressed in if she could choose for herself and you think about like how important it is you know to to have the ability to decide how you present yourself in the world like that's it's so simple we take it for granted but it is one of the things that is taken from us when we start to lose our our capacities and it doesn't have to be that way but so many of the adaptive clothing options that are out there are there's just not things that any of us would choose to dress ourselves in and and i think we have become okay with that because it is often the voice of people who would ask for something different it's often been that voice has often been lost by the time that they are in adaptive clothing so this is this is a the one that's very close to our heart and and we're excited for people completely outside of the dementia world people who are really passionate passionate about clothing and design and fashion to also engage in this and we have been sharing you know the, the mods ventures with certain design and clothing schools in hopes that people who maybe don't have a personal connection with this can hear the design challenge, can read some of the comments from people who resonate with this being a challenge and design something that otherwise they wouldn't have considered creating. So, Well, I love that because one, I mean, especially if you're getting into schools, the energy levels, you know, off the roof, yeah. you know, yeah. with stuff like this and as well as the creativity and they haven't learned the right from wrong and this is the way it has to be done. Mm -hmm. I, I can sympathize with your family struggling with this because I, I had the same thing with my mom. I mean, I can't tell you how long I struggled just over a bra with my mom, mm -hmm. that independence of her being able to do that. Mm -hmm. And now she couldn't hook it in the back and we tried it in the front. And I mean, we tried all different types of things and there just wasn't an option. Yeah. But for her, she didn't want to wear a camisole. She didn't want to just be hanging, you know, that wasn't dignified you know, for her and, and to really take that in because that was so frustrating and it was really downright depressing and made her angry yeah. to lose that ability to do something that was so normal and so standard. And as much as women don't like wearing their bras was something she, it, it was a pride thing, right. you know, it was a dignity thing. And, you know, men are, are the same, the same way. And you know, there are things out there with Velcro, which is nice, but sometimes they forget to like add the buttons or just the detail that hides that it is a Velcro thing. It's just a get it on, get it off type thing or the big moo-moos for the women, you know, flip it sure. over their head and, yeah. and take, it off, take it off, which again, people appreciate, but it's not stylish. Mm. And not only is it, I think a a wonderful challenge for the person with dementia, but for the family members and friends that can just feel like their person and their persona is being preserved. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
that matters. And, 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 you know, this is, this is just, just like we had talked about the previous design challenge. There are multiple ways to take this. So one of the ways that, that, that someone who wants to design for this challenge and, and, and create a proposal could take it is the, the specific kind of clothing that's required for someone who spends their entire day in a wheelchair, which is very different than someone who is still dressing themselves. Mm -hmm. And, and so we have some some comments on the website about both of those different directions and we just want people to feel like they have a sense of the different range of possibilities and and that whatever one they kind of feel most drawn to and most uh is in their wheelhouse we we hope that they pursue so yeah yeah well and the thing with with all three of these with the aphasia with the clothing design and even with respite you know, I've always had this saying for myself is that what's good for dementia is good for the rest of the world. And so mm. much of, of what would be designed here can overflow into so many other areas of life and not even necessarily um, disease categories either. You know, um, when it comes to respite, there's, there's needs at all levels of life for that, um, that it could be applied to. With adaptive clothing, there's so many different situations and different types of disabilities, from physical disabilities to neurological disabilities that don't allow someone to be able to, to dress themselves. And, you know, with the aphasia, that's huge too. That's not just a dementia thing. I mean, strokes and traumatic brain injuries, all of those things can, can cause um, difficulties in speaking and, and change speech patterns and things. So I think, I think that's, I think that's a really good point. And I love what you said. I had never heard that, that, that what's good for dementia is good for the mm -hmm. world. I mean, and this is, you know, we are offering funding to anybody. So an individual, uh, a nonprofit, but also for-profit organizations. And, and the reason I bring that up is that we think there are real market opportunities here. I mean, if you take, for example, just the, the clothing, if it is true, as, as we have sort of come to the conclusion, that there isn't really a good option for stylish adaptive clothing. And, and if it's true, what you say, that there are people, as a wide range of people, besides just those who are living with dementia, who really could use this, we want people who are entrepreneurial to think, hey, this seed money could be the start of, of a business and, and could be the start of something where there's an opportunity to um, create something that could grow, that could make money, that could employ people. I mean, you know, the, the heart of this foundation is, comes from my, my grandfather's experience in the corporate world, founding a, a company which he then took public. So we, we hope people think in, in, a, in a way that is, is also commercial. You don't have to, if, if you're a nonprofit and, and you don't have a way of, of monetizing this, um, that's okay. We still want to hear your ideas. And, and that's, you, you may have a, a, an idea that can scale and be shared just as much as anybody else. But um, I just, just to say that you're right, there is a, a large market. Yeah. So there's a larger need. Well, you look at, you know, the population in general is aging and you just look at arthritis, you know, and fine motor skills. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to be 62 this summer and I can tell my fine motor skills aren't what they used to be. Sure. You know, I mean, so many, my hearing isn't my eyes. I mean, I can go on and on, but all of those things make mm -hmm. a difference. And mm -hmm. in terms of the, the clothing I pick, I mean, I don't want something with little teeny buttons anymore no. <laughs> because oh my gosh, or I have to look at those small little tiny buttonholes that maybe I can't see as well. 
I mean, all of those things apply to so many people at so many different ages and stages of life, from young kids to um, grown adults and, and everything in between. And so, again, I, I really do believe, you know, what's good for dementia is good for everybody because you're looking at delivering a service, you're looking at doing it in a kind, compassionate way, and you're really listening. You're not just guessing at what the needs are, but I think the key is really listening to what people are saying that they want and then using that creative mind that we all have. It's just a matter of, are we going to tap into it and how much work do we want to put into it, mm. you know, to make a difference. So I just, I, I love, you know, what Mods Ventures is, is doing for really the world, nice. because to take this and get people excited, because there's, I mean, I talk to people all over the world all the time. And one of the biggest things are, I'd like to do this, but, and their but is usually, there's not, there's not the funding to get me to the next step. Mm -hmm. And the way you guys have structured stuff too, it's not as complicated. I mean, I've had friends who have done pitches and it's like, well, you know, I have to come up with a video and I have mm -hmm. to come up with my pitch and I have, and I, I have to have my media package. And it's like, People I go back and, you know, if it's just a single individual are going, I don't even know what those things are, mm -hmm. let alone how do I pull those together? Or now I have to spend money to pull those together to, to try to get this money that I need to do this. And they feel like it's taking away from them moving forward on their venture. And so mm -hmm. um, I think the simplicity of, you know, really looking at things at raw value and, you know, listening to those words on, on paper of why is this important? How are you going to do this? You know, what is the need? I think that makes it much more inclusive. Mm -hmm. And I think you're going to see some really cool things come out of this. Yeah, we, uh, we hope so. And, and, you know, I, I am certainly wired in, in the way of not wanting to put an undue burden on people when it comes to seeking funding, because if, if you have a good idea, you're probably seeking funding from multiple sources. And if everyone has an incredibly complex different set of hoops to jump through, I just think it can take away from your ability to do, you know, your, your passion and your mission, which is continuing to build and design and, and serve people. So, yeah, so, so everyone, folks should go and look at, at the application. Um, we obviously we want people to be thoughtful with it. And, and we do think that more thoughtful applications will certainly uh, be able to grab the attention of, of our board and, and the folks who are living with dementia and our care partners who are going to help us evaluate these, these, um, these submissions. But uh, yeah, we do hope that when people see the application, they think this is something I can do. And, and I also want to say, you know, if you look at the design challenges and you aren't sure if your idea fits in, just call me or email me. And uh, I, Laura, you're going to share my contact information. Yep. Yep. Yes. So this is my job. So I, I want to be here to, to have these conversations. And I think a five or 10 minute conversation can be really helpful. I was talking with someone just yesterday who has a, a sort of dementia focused television uh, subscription service. And and she was trying to figure out how her idea could fit into Mods Ventures and initially didn't seem like it could. But as we talked for a few minutes, we, we explored the idea of what it would look like to, to propose the idea of building a series of engaging 
videos for people who have aphasia to practice some of the skills that are needed in order to navigate daily life. And all of a sudden she, she had a clear sense of how her idea could fit within um, one of these design challenges. And fit is the wrong word. It's like, we want, we want these design challenges to promote new, new thinking. And, and so for her, she had an idea and this was an expansion of the idea thanks to one of the design challenges. So um, please don't hesitate to, to contact uh, us. And um, uh, yeah, we'd, we'd, I would love to have a conversation with anyone who has questions. So. Well, see, and that's a huge difference in and of itself, uh, being yeah. able to get a hold of somebody who, yeah. you know, is this a fit or because I think sometimes when you have an idea, and I mean, I know I've gone through this a zillion times just in the growth of Alzheimer's Speaks is I can't tell you how many times <sighs> people have told me, no, you can't do that. It's not going to work. Forget right. about it. Uh-uh. It's never been done before. And I'm like, well, that's the perfect reason it should be tried. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's my mentality. <laughs> but when you hear that all the time, sometimes it puts you in this box. And so you need a creative mind that is open to how might that look? And to be able to actually talk to somebody on that, not have to text, email, leave a message, but actually engage. I mean, that's the key. To me, that's the miracle at work in terms of, you know, you made this gal go from, would it fit to, oh my gosh, I can make this work. I can Mm -hmm. make this make sense because Mm -hmm. you have to, you have to be able to come up with the right verbiage, you know, and twist with it. But sometimes we think people aren't open to it, that you're only looking for what's been out there. And the whole point of Mods Ventures is we're looking for stuff that's not out there yet. Absolutely. And, and we want you to be successful. So like call us and we'll give you the answers to the test. Like we, we will, <laughs> we'll tell you exactly what we think would, would be a, you know, a strong version of an application. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, you know, we're, we're, we're new, we're learning, we're, we're small enough at this point where we can be very personal and relational. And, and I think that's a gift right now. And on the learning piece, so let's say, let's say, uh, you know, I'm sure you have a, a wide audience of people, some who are going to feel like I definitely want to apply for this funding and others who are maybe are really interested, but don't have a, an immediate reason to apply for funding. We want people to still engage with Mods Ventures. And this is actually your idea, uh, Lori, and we've already built it into our website, which is we want people's feedback about the design challenges and also what's missing. So like we, we've added on our website a way to just join the conversation and it gives people a chance to say, hey, I've had a personal experience with this design challenge and I wanna tell my story and I want something of my story or my experience with this to be shared with people who are designing and being creative around these specific challenges so that they know what people are looking for and what it looks like to be a care partner who is struggling with respite care or what it looks like to be a person who is, is looking for clothing that is dignified, but also easy to put on. And so this, it's a, it's a pretty easy thing to find on our website. If you go to our, our website and then go to design challenges, you'll see a big yellow button that says, join the conversation. And one other thing you can do there is tell us what we're missing. So like what, what really important design challenge did we miss and, and should we do for next year? And if, if there are a couple that really start to surface as popular, um, then that's, those, will, those will start to inform our design challenges for next year. So we want people to feel like there are lots of different ways to, to engage in, in what we're doing. And, and we need all the help we can get. So, I think that's fantastic. I'm glad thanks. you incorporated that. Yeah, I, thanks I, for the idea. 
Yeah, I think I think that'll be really helpful. And to our listeners, you know, maybe you're not maybe you're not the one that is that creative person to take that risk and and do this. But you know, people who are mm-hmm. you've had conver- if you're in this space, you have had conversations with people you know who this might be really interesting to. Don't keep it a secret. Right. Share it. No. Let reach out to them because you know what? If they step into this space, you know, now they're going to be helping people, you know, too. Mm-hmm. And, and it's kind of fun to, um, to be able to see that growth in somebody else and, um, and see where it goes, you know, get behind, get behind them, help them out, um, spread the word, because that's how we make a difference in this field is we, we share. It's not about competition, you know, even though this is a competition, you know, sure. <laughs> it's, it's yeah. a challenge. Yeah. Um, but it is, it, it really is about getting people excited about being able to make a difference mm-hmm. and knowing that no, no idea is a dumb idea. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've all known that since we were real little, we've been told that yet this is really spooky. You know, well, what if I don't win? Hey, at least you tried. And maybe it won't win this time, but maybe it will next time. And in every time, I believe every time you fail, which I hate that word, there's lessons to be learned that are just going to make it better. As you continue to pursue, it's just going to improve whatever it is you're designing, Mm -hmm. um, whatever it is you're going to build. You know, most entrepreneurs will tell you they failed way more times than they've ever succeeded. Yep. And again, that's a message that we all know. And yet when we're the one taking those steps, it's really scary and we don't really believe it because we'll look at where they are today, but we don't look at how they got there. Right. Those, Those stories aren't, aren't shared. And so Again, if we can help kind of build tribes around these people that do like a challenge and do want to take a risk and are willing to commit to make a difference and to try, you know, even if we're not that person, we can surround and we can support those people um, to do better in, in an industry we know can do better. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and you know, I, there's got to be nothing more frustrating than applying for funding and feeling like it just is dropped into a black hole and and never really getting any kind of feedback or response and we just we just don't want to be that i mean f- for anyone who is going to i think honor us by with with an application which we know takes time and and we have a lot of gratitude for anyone who who wants to apply for this funding we want to honor them with um good communication and being open after the fact to talk about, you know, what we saw, what it was that our board and our evaluating team were considering and how to strengthen it for the following year. And also who in our network may be other interesting funding sources to, to connect with. So I just, I just, you know, the, just want to continue to drive home how much we want Mods Ventures to be relational and personal for anyone who, who um, interacts with what we're doing. So. Well, fantastic. Well, I yeah. am, I'm going to make sure that on all of my radio shows that I announce this Great. and I'm going to go ahead and, and um, put a click through on all the blog posts and stuff so that people can see this. Now, how long does this challenge go for? We should probably talk about that. Um, yeah. there, there's a time frame, guys. So listen there's, up. <laughs> yep, there is a time frame. So right now we have um, the deadline as uh, July. Um, and and when I say right now, I, I, that is our deadline. Um, we're also new. And so we're sort of learning what it is that people need 
as they develop a proposal for something like this. But July is our deadline. And, and if you have any questions about that or concerns about the deadline, uh, please do reach out to us. And we, we are really happy to, to engage in conversation. And then we want to be very quick in our turnaround because we also understand that nothing is more frustrating than, than applying for funding. And even if you get it, having to wait months and months and months in order to receive that. So that's, that's, that's where we are. And, and if anything is updated on that, um, you know, that, that's all communicated through our website. So. Wonderful. So um, again, to get a hold of Quinton, uh, you can, and to check out the website, you can go to the website, which is mods ventures. Um, and that's plural.org mods ventures.org. Um, or you can email him at Quinton at modsventures.org. And you can eat, call or text. I mean, how open and available is this guy? Come on. Um, <laughs> that is wonderful. It's yeah. 206-999-2565. That's 206-999-2565. And don't wait. Start spreading the word of this. Get it out. The dementia care culture needs change. And we've been seeing a lot of growth in the last five years. But, you know, it's a thimbleful compared to where we need to go. Mm -hmm. And the fastest way for us to implement this is for all of us to engage and share uh, and spread the word of, of things that are cool and neat and can push us forward. And Mods um, Ventures is definitely one of those things. So thank you so much for your time, Quentin. Thank you. Is there anything that we missed that we didn't cover? Yeah, uh, it's a great question. Not that I can think of. I just, you know, th this is this is for me uh, a, a new space that I am entering into, kind of the the dementia community, and it's just really gratifying to meet people like you, Lori. Um, and and I'm just really grateful for you, kind of very generously and quickly opening up your platform so that we can be in, be uh, sharing what we are doing with more people. So thank you. Well, I think, uh, like I said, that's what Alzheimer's Speaks was uh, originally built for, was to yeah. raise all voices. Uh, and I don't think there's, there's much more critical than that, um, mm -hmm. because I think it's the fastest path to comfort and care. And so when I see, when I see things like Mods Ventures I, I, and, you know, Mods Awards, I just think, oh my gosh, we got to get this out, you know? Mm -hmm. So even if I'm booked, it's like, we'll squeeze time in. <laughs> Uh, to get you out there, because these are things people need to know about. And yep. if dementia teaches us anything, it's about spontaneity, <laughs> going with the flow, yep. um, and following your heart. So again, thank you to your family, to your thank foundation, you. brilliant work, and what an honor it is to have met you. And um, you. I can't, I can't wait to see where this all goes. Um, one question that, that some of our listeners might have, yeah. because sometimes when there are, um, challenges like this um, or contests, people are looking for reviewers of applications. Are you guys all set up for that? Or are you looking for people? Because there might be some people listening that might be interested if you, if that's a place you have holes you're looking to fill. The answer is yes. So we, we have a, a wonderful uh, team of people that are helping us review. We have our board, we have the mods awards board, and then we have a team of people that, that, are either living with dementia or our care partners. I would say that 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 third team is filled with amazing people and we're all basically located in Washington state and uh, I think Washington is amazing but but we have just one one slice of perspective on 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 the world and on the country. So if there are people outside of Washington 
who would be interested in being a part of our review team, we would love a conversation. Okay. So hear that. You have the contact information, everybody. So that's another reason to, uh, to reach out to Quentin. Well, thank you again. I thank wish you. you the best of luck. And I'd love to have you back when you have your winners. And Great. Maybe That'd be they, fun. Could all, they could all come on and, and tell us um, about the process and where they're going Thanks, with Lori. their funding. Thank you.